Welcome to another episode of the Dibbly Dobblers Cricket Podcast. As always, I am your main host, Callum, and as always, I'm joined by this guy, the producer, the director, dinner lady, shoe shiner, um, don't know, nothing else to add. Retired groundsman. <laughs> Canny ball at Glenrothes. Andrew, how's it Oh, going? just... I'm going to have PTSD about my trips to Glenrothes from this year. Oh, I mean, if you bowled the filth like you were on Saturday oh. against them the first time, no wonder you went for the 100, honestly. <laughs> oh, that wasn't it. Well, at least we won. Another four-wicket haul. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, you bowled all right. Finished the season on 29 wickets. Sake. Have to do better next year. And about two hundred and ninety runs or something <laughs> as well. So. Yeah. Um again we probably should have lost, but we didn't. We won it. That's a good job we had an extra man turned up just like during the batting <laughs> during or, the second innings. Or their captain took off their bowler for the best bowler for no reason. Oh yeah, that was good as well. That was good. <laughs> um five yeah. overs two for three and then pulled out the attack. Suits us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he, he wasn't muttering about it when he got taken off or anything. But sorry, um, yeah, that was yeah. An, an interesting call. It was, it um, was. But, but yeah, hey yeah. ho, we're done for the season. But there's still cricket left to be played and was played over the weekend. That was much better than our standard. Anyway. Indeed. So let's jump into the results um, from the EPL and the uh, a pretty positive week for it was SPCU clubs, wasn't it? Um, so. Forfarshire convincingly beat Carlton. Um, Scott Cameron finding some form with the bat with an unbeaten 80. Um, and Jack O'Neill with a nice five-wicket haul uh, for just 19 runs. Uh, Expensive. Good, good bowling performance there as they both Carlton out for 116 to win by a lot. Um, Stonywood... CBA with the maths there, was it? Aye, pretty much. You've not put the maths on screen, so Fair I'm enough. not working it out. Uh, Stonywood Dice were defeated by Heriots, uh, bowled out for 170, and Heriots got their five down with plenty of time to spare. Um, they were the only of the four SPCU region teams to taste defeat this weekend because Falkland defeated RH Kostorfin. Um Decent batting performances, sort of four half centuries. Um, Mikal. Uh, up top, uh, Kure with 69, uh, Castle with 53, and Lyle Robertson with 59. Uh, a very decent strike rate as well. Uh, it was about 1.40 so yeah, odd balls uh, or something like yeah. that. And actually, because it was, I mean, they only got there with two overs to spare. Um, oh, so yeah, and that uh, was important, that strike uh, rate. That it really was. Um, I mean, Kostorfin, I know Kostorfin are the SPCU team, but I mean, they just seem to have turned into the nailer, and that's about it. Like, I mean, yeah, he's I mean, scoring the runs, taking the wickets if they take them, and that kind of seems to be about it. Yeah, I mean, they they started the year really well and yep. have sort of fallen away quite a lot yeah. recently. So um, but, I mean, they were in the title hunt um, for yeah. a good chunk yeah, yeah. of the year, um, but just the last few weeks have kind of fallen away. Um, and then down the bottom of our graphic, um, they unfortunately already relegated Arbroath United, um, but they did pick up another victory. Um, and it was the Bryce Carnegie show, actually, a little bit for, for our growth. Um, he got 41. Mark Petrie got 84 and Craig Cameron 50. But um, Bryce also picked up five for, five for 41 
um, yep. as well. So M- Mark Petrie has had some end to the season. I-, I want to say that's his fourth half century on the trot in the EPL. Um, and I, it's If that could have happened three weeks earlier, they probably might have been all right. Well, possibly. Possibly, and that's yeah. I suppose that's what it kind of said. The bottom wise, they got talent there, and it was more yeah. the bowling. But yeah, I'm, it's disappointing that they're relegated. But I'm sure they're kind of going to be happier. At least they've managed to get some. There was one at one point it looked like they may have gone down with no victories whatsoever. Yeah, so, it did. Um, um, so they have picked, found a bit of momentum towards the back end of the year. Yep. Um, and absolutely no doubt that they'll be there or thereabouts to to bounce back next year. Um. It'll be a tough league in the NEC again next year with them it will in be. the mix. So we're going to look at the table and see what that has done. Um, and it's pretty much as you were, other than Falkland have crept above Stonywood Dice. They have. Um, and I can't remember what the fixtures are for next week. Um, but could, could Falkland get themselves into seventh position? Um, yeah, I worked this out the other day. Uh, Falkland, because they've played a game less. So, say Stumel was rained off and Falkland won, then they would be a point ahead of them having played the same games. I bet they... Oh, well, yes, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was something like Stumel need to have less than 11 or so bonus points in a loss if Falkland win. I mean, Fulton would have to beat Heriots. So yeah, I mean, I it's, a, it's a, a tough one that they've got to finish with. But, uh, I mean, Heriots might be in holiday mode by now. I mean, uh, that's true. Last game of the season, they've won the title. Stranger that's things have happened. Stranger things have happened. But, yeah, no, very good end to the season. Um, and I think they'll be pretty tough for themselves if they can hold on to that eighth spot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've got... Um, yeah, the run-in Harsha has been huge for them um, yep. in the run-in. They've got him signed up again for next year as well. Um, so they'll be hoping that, yeah, they can they can build on that and get further up the table um, probably like next summer. US presidential thing. They're probably like chanting four more years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he's there as long as, as, long as he wants to be. As isn't long as he, he wants. Yeah. I pro- I, I, yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was the... The Eastern Premier League will have a look at the... I'm going to get my geography right this time. We're going to have a look at the south group of the NEC. I'm still ashamed of myself that I didn't realise until you said that the other week that that's how the fixtures were split. I really don't know why that never dawned on me, but it hadn't. So yeah. it's quite embarrassing. Really. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> um. Meagle comfortably beat Arbroath's seconds, uh, 300 for eight, um, played 125 all out. Uh, Raju Gayashin with 110. I don't know why that 4 for 34 is there. I'm, I'm a bit confused. but We'll just think, pretend that's not there. That's your graphic, mate. I have no idea. Your graphic. Um, is that back-to-back tons for Raju? I think so. Yeah. Think so. I'm, I'm sticking with that. <coughs> I'm, I'm just going to work out if there's a. Re- I, I'm fairly certain there isn't a reason that that's there. So I think. Just carelessness. You hadn't hit the, the delete, delete button. Delete button did not. Was not my. F- oh no! Sorry. No. It should say Jay Burnett. Ah yes, yes, it should. Right. Um. 
but yes, uh, a comfortable win for Magal. Uh Fruki with a comfortable win as well. Um, 202 for 8, Perth Dukic scored, um, and Fruki chased it down with 7 wickets and the best part of 15 overs to spare. That that is a, That's quite the run scoring, isn't it? And the milkman took a hat trick. He did. He took two and two at the end of the over, then get pulled out of the attack. <laughs> Seems harsh to me. It does, but I think you were, when you explained that it, it was so that Safi could come in and bowl all this over. Exa- so yeah, yeah. That probably does make a bit more sense. Um, and then you had Dean Stonebridge um, at the start of the attack. He scored 44 off 21 balls. Obviously yeah, decided... Right. He wasn't they sticking around. Yeah. Um, Got it off to the ideal start. Um, former Ducat player Asif Naeem with 42. Decent contribution. And Safi uh, with yeah. 59 not out. Although apparently Ducat had four former Fruki players in their, oh, s- in their team as well. So um, Four? A, a group of... Um, yeah, I was actually trying to work out who the four were. Um, Cash. And well, Cash, Kayam and Asif had all played. But right. I'm not 100% sure who the fourth one was, yeah. but apparently there was four, so... I, I see. Um, but, yeah, so guys that know each other well, um, and I was informed, it was all played in good spirits. Um, That's good. So um, Good to hear. Because there has been falling out by certain parties that in the two teams in the past. So. There has. Witnessed some of them. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Four for sure, um, comfortably beat Dundee High School. Uh, Andrew Loudon, um, I think it is. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I forgot that there's more than one Loudon. Uh, I thought it was... Oh, was the other one? It was M. Loudon. Oh, Let me check. P- uh, is Matthew. Matthew Loudon. Right, okay. Um, and 48 not out for Fergus Duncan and 43 for Richard Rennie. Richard, do you not fancy scoring a 50 now? Um, do you know, we slagged Richard off on this podcast once and pretty much every other week that he's played since we slagged him off, <laughs> he's scored runs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what I take from that is I need to slag Richard off more often. Yeah. So well, I mean, if you look back at the performances today, we had Bryce Carnegie on the show a couple of weeks ago and then he puts in a big performance so you've just got to engage with the podcast and then you'll perform well exactly um but yeah fergus duncan performed with bat and ball he took for three for 30 um with the ball and graham quinn is that right i'm going with it uh three for 19 um as well so yeah that's the the south group um, of the NEC, and we'll take a look at the north group now. Um, Huntley, keep on trucking. Um, bowled out Stonywood dice twos for 101. Three wickets each for Morrison and Squire, three for six. Was enough for 1.4 overs, I think, as well. Uh, something like that. It was <laughs> just went out, we'll just clean that up, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thoroughly uh, wrapping up the tail. Yeah, um, and 102 for two in the chase. Samuel Kukunitz, 50 not out. Um, he's just been quality since he's arrived, hasn't he? Absolutely. Um, I would imagine Huntley may be trying to get both brothers to return next year. Absolutely, yeah, because they have been just, yeah, different well, if, it, if it's no one, it's the other, pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah. So. Um, similar sort of game between Strathmore and Aberdeenshire, 105 all out 
Um, Strathmore with uh, Saraswat, 4 for 17. Monroe, 3 for 23. Um, Aberdeenshire, 106 for 4 in the chase. Lots of starts, no one getting to that sort of 50 mark. No, uh, the two who were not out kind of had starts, just the, th- the threshold is 40 to get on here. So yeah. there wasn't a lot of runs to play with. Lewis Monroe, l- l- like um, Dean Stonebridge, I think he was 30 off about 12 balls or something Aye. ridiculous. <laughs> so he obviously decided he was not for hanging around and yeah. for for any longer than he needed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the last game, um, Gordonians against Kinloch. Uh, Gordonians, 173 for 9 from their 45. Uh, Meta with 63 not out. Uh, Hussein, 4 for 29. And Niazi, 3 for 39. Kinloch bowled out for 111. Um, Niazi contribution contributing with the bat as well as the ball um, with 43 runs there um, and two three first three for nine from Bandari and I think that was from a decent amount of overs as well actually I think it was very yeah it was very uh, and Wig three for 40 I do actually think Meta's um, 63 not out it was oh, it was it was as good as about a strike about 50 mm. but actually when you look at the now okay you would argue in the, the first two games that in that section the weaker team batted first. Yeah. Um, I mean, for Aberdeenshire, there was a clip on the feed of Forrester took Brits' wicket and you could tell they knew that was a big wicket because that's kind of where they were going to win the game or not in reality. So it's a very low-scoring group, but in a very low-scoring, you know, section, that 63 was actually probably quite, I'm assuming it maybe wasn't very batsman-friendly. I can't remember what the conditions we're a bit far away from them to know what the conditions are yeah. like. Yeah, well, well um, there was a lot of rain about on, sun- on yeah. Saturday, wasn't there? So it was so maybe a tough, yeah. tough ask. Um, and he definitely ground up, you know, it wasn't a, a flamboyant 63 by any stretch of yeah. imagination. So. Um, yeah, and you mentioned Tian Britz, that's him uh, flown home now as well. So yes. he's not available for the last round of fixtures for Strathmore. Um, so that's, yeah, he's he's been... Superb. I I can't recall an amateur having such a massive effect. Certainly immediately. Yeah, I think it was how immediate it was, and being so obviously amateurs tend to be young, but you know, just so young and yeah, no experience in conditions and whatever else. And you see, bowlers, it's probably less problematic to adapt. But when guys are coming over used to very hard decks and you know fast outfields and stuff, Scotland is. Tough place to come and play cricket, yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah it did I mean, really well. Yeah, you look back to when he arrived. I think he got off the plane, and then the day after, he scored sixty odd in a T Twenty against Duca at Duca. Yeah. Um, he just took to it um, immediately. Um, so yeah, very impressive. Um, and yeah, I think Strathmore will be desperate for him to come back, but I can't yeah. see it unfortunately. No, I, I think <laughs> I imagine there might be teams a level up going. Come join us next summer. <laughs> I would imagine so, and I think the reality of it is, is that I think he would have possibly been right up there in the batting list had it not been for his injury. Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. Right. So impact on the table, um, and a lot more movement in this. Table. Yeah, a lot of movement round the mid table of this one, and Forfarshire with the uh, jumping up three places. Uh, above Arbroath's twos, Kinloch and Strathmore. Um, so they should be pretty safe now. Um, even if uh, I'm led to believe that four is the maximum that will go down. Right. Um, so um, 
yeah, I can't see them dropping below. Those two again. Um, well, those two play each other as well. They do. So, so Forfarshire would have to take heavy defeat uh, and there to be a close high-scoring game in the other one for them to y- get yes. to get back yeah. above So, them. yeah, it's not beyond the realms of impossibility, but, yeah. Um, and the yeah. best one in the world, they're playing Dukit. Um And I wouldn't expect that to be an absolute thumping. No, um, no, I wouldn't. wouldn't. Um, and Dukit, the other side that have moved as uh, Fruki jump above them um, with that victory over them. Um, so that's that's where the NEC table lands. Um, time for the team of the week. Oh no, we've got other results first. We've got other results. Loads of results. It was T Twenty Finals Day on Sunday for both the women and the men. So we're going to have a look at the women's T Twenty Finals Day first. Northern Lights with a rather comfortable affair um, in the semi-final. They bowled west of Scotland out for thirty-three uh, and chased it down thirty-seven for five. I noticed that. Um, yeah, I think uh, Captain Megan McCall um, used her resources in this game, shall we say. Flipped her bat and line-up. Flipped her bat and line-up, didn't he, Ball? Yeah. I, I was it gave everyone a shot. Bit <laughs> of a pounding. It really. was, it yeah. Was, uh, aye. But, but, well done on the lights. Yeah, um, much tighter affair. In, well, not really a tight affair, but a more high-scoring affair in the other semi-final um, Carlton scored 130 for 4 uh, with Abby Aitken Drummond uh, 64 not out um, 44 there and I actually I was it was when I was doing that typing this up I was like I mean given that two of their players they only lost four wickets yeah and two of the players made 108 runs between them actually only get into 130 I thought I, it, it just it just surprised me that they got to 130 off the 20, which I don't think that's that yeah. bad a score. But it just surprised me to see that 108 of that came from two people. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it was obviously just if it just got the balance of risk just slightly um, wrong, and I, and I think Stuart Melville, when it was their turn to bat, kind of showed that because they chased it down. Um, quite easily uh, with six and a bit overs to spare but then you look at the final and we've got Stuart Melville made 133 for seven from their 20 overs yes they lost more wickets um, but you've got two players that made up 100 runs uh, with a 67 and a 33 yeah um, and yeah it's a four balls difference in the chase that Northern Lights got there and getting 135 for three or 14.5, so five and a bit overs to spell, to, to, to spell, to spare. Uh, Becky Glenn kind of got them off to a perfect start with 48, and Ailsa Lister got 25. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've not many either. Yeah, I don't think either of them really hung about much. Um, yeah, made the, the fast start. And yeah, Northern Lights got home comfortably to be crowned women's T20 Scottish Cup champions uh, in their debut season. So congratulations I mean, to them. I feel like Becky Glenn and Elsa Lister, if you take everybody in their own environment, because we've all spoke, spoke about that on this podcast, that's what we've got to do. I, they have to be right up there with the most destructive opening pairs. Yeah. I So obviously the Scotland women are playing this week uh, yep. against playing Fairbreak. Tomorrow, as we record, and then Sunday. And they play one game tomorrow yep. and two games on Sunday. And then they're playing Ireland next week. Yep. Um, 
Becky Glenn not in that squad? I think she's been added to Oh, the she's been added to it now. Because she I wasn't had initially. seen something it wasn't initially, and I'm sure I saw her in the last squad. Unless she's in for the Ireland games and not the or something like that, but yeah. I'm certain. Right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that was a. Th- I, I couldn't really understand why she hadn't. Yeah. Been selected because she has been absolutely brilliant for Northern Lights. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, so. um. So yes. Um. Fantastic. Well done to Northern Lights. Um. You had a brilliant. Uh, first season uh, and finishing it off with silverware. Fantastic stuff. Yep, clearly this area are the T20 Masters. Spoiler alert, because we're about to speak about the men. And Forfarshire were in action um, against Heriots in the semi-final, first off. And, uh, yeah, that was a massive game. Uh, Heriots, obviously, a quality side. um, And they... Scored 159 for four from their 20 overs. Um, but Forfarshire were able to chase that down with 10 balls remaining. Michael Leesk doing Michael Leesk things. Uh, 61 off, not very many. <laughs> Fair point, really. It is, isn't it? It's, it's just Leesk doing Leesk things. Uh, yeah. Um, Rory Johnson and Jack O'Neill with um, the contributions as well. Uh, Jack Alton, the. Uh, Bryce Alchin, the pick of the bowlers, uh, with two for 21. Uh, and Fergus Lee comfortably got past Gala in the other semi-final. I am not sure Gala will be sending massive amounts of fear into the uh, NEC winners on that display. I mean, yeah, I mean they, yeah. they are a step down in Fergus. They're a good team, but I'm not sure it'll be yeah, I mean, sending shockwaves. Yeah, I would agree. I'd agree. Um, so that meant Fergus Lee against Forfarshire in the final... And, well, I guess Forfarshire were batting first and Michael Leask did Michael Leask things. He's <laughs> got 87 off not very many. An echo in this room. <laughs> um, and Callum Garden with a decent contribution uh, as well. Um, obviously taking some learnings from watching some Dibbly Dobblers play some midweek limited over stuff. You well, know? you know, I can, only, I can only imagine I've helped his career immensely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, Fergus, like, 115 for nine in the chase. So they got nowhere near it. Um, they made a very fast start. Stafford got 44, and I think was in 44 and after about four overs. Um, uh, before it wasn't many. Yeah, Scott Cameron prized him out with a, a nice short delivery. Um, and then he did exactly the same thing to Riyad Henry next ball, um, which was huge. Um, but rather than us talking about this... How about we speak about we speak to someone that was there? Um, so we're about to go across what, to. Do we not? Do we not need to do team of the week first? Uh, we, we need. We need to team of the week first. We're gonna do team of the week. Otherwise, first, it's right. something yeah, yeah, that yeah. comes up is a bit weird. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler right, alert. Right. <laughs> right. We've got an interview coming up with a Forfarshire player, but we'll do team of the week first. Right. <laughs> yes. Let's share team of the week. Here it is. You going through it? When you oh, go? I was going to say, you've done an awful lot of talking tonight, Andrew. It's, <laughs> it's been on. nice. I'm really <laughs> tired. So, yeah, so we've got Becky Glenn opening up um, alongside, well, uh, alongside Raju Gayashin of Meagle. Um, who didn't open up. Who didn't open up, but I think he's just been become stuff. our makeshift opener. So I didn't even have to move him. He was at two last week I know. as well. It's good day. <laughs> um, Michael Leask at, at three for his, yeah, for doing Michael Leask things on Sunday. Um, Mark Petrie, 84 against Stuart Melville. Oh, 63 balls as well. I mean, that was no... no didn't score. hang about. No, yeah. it didn't. Um, 
Then we've got Scott Cameron, 80 not out on Saturday versus Carlton in the EPL. Again, not high ranked, 64 balls. And that critical three-over spell of three for 29 in the final. Yeah. Um, Lyle Robertson against Kostorfin for Falklands at six. And we spoke about this, this 59 of 44. I mean, that was key. They didn't get over the line with many balls to spare. Yeah, I mean, I was sort of between Lyle and Harsha for this spot in the team of the week, I no, think. I, th- I definitely feel that Lyle's, it was 10 runs less, but... Yeah, it was the fact that he scored at that sort of 130-ish strike rate. Yeah. Um, then we've got Safi Sharif at seven. All the way down at seven. I know. The all-rounder. That's it. So 59 not out and three for 25 off his nine against Perth Dukat. Fergus Duncan. Um, we'll just get the magnifying glass out for all the... He was doing Fergus Duncan things, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, 48 now, 3 for 30 against Dundee High School, and then 1 for 9 and 2 for 18, um, which was off four overs as well against Fergus, because that yeah. the economy rate of that is part of the what was so excellent about that spell of bowling. Um, then a recent guest, Bryce Carnegie, 41 off 36 balls, and 5 for 41 off his 10. Um, the Milkman, in at 10. Yeah. Um, four for 32 and a hat trick and a hat trick yeah important things absolutely um, and then Jack O'Neill after all these near misses of team of the week with the bat he takes a fiver and gets in with the ball yeah <laughs> <laughs> it does yeah. yeah he did score a 25 not out in the semi-final as well but yeah um, yeah and so he yeah. bowled solidly in the final too actually um, but yeah it was mainly for that fiver that, that he made the team of the week right do I introduce the interview now we need to interview now right okay so um, someone who has been a regular in our team of the week but isn't there this week um yeah, uh, we have got an interview with Jack Hogarth of uh, Forfarshire. So we are going to pass you across to that now. We are joined by Forfarshire leg spinner, uh, Jack Hogarth. Jack, thank you very much for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. I know what it's at all. I think you mean... Dibbly Dobbler's team of the week legs spinner because I mean the amount, of times, <laughs> the amount of times you've been in it, yeah, yeah, been well, a, a regular. Uh, I, I was telling, I was telling the lads I listened to the podcast and they're all on me saying that you only listen because they put you in the team of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I promise that's not why I listen. I promise I'm really interested in what's going on with our second team in the SBCU. <laughs> The amount of folk that started following us on Twitter and stuff after they've gotten Team of the Week, though. So it wouldn't have surprised me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's good to be fair. I listen to it and uh, obviously, like having played in the SBCU for years and years and years, I actually, actually do take an interest in them. There's no secret at the club. I'm probably the biggest nuffy at force. So I look at every result, every highlight, everything possible. So. And plus, if I'm in it, then even better. Yeah. So, um, I guess the main reason for speaking to you is you're in a run of cup finals. You were in the the T20 Scottish Cup finals uh, last weekend, uh, and you've got the Scottish Cup final coming up this weekend. We'll speak about the the T20 stuff that's been and gone first then. Um, 
Yep. So yeah, firstly, congratulations on a, a cup win. Um, and yeah, just get your thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, thanks very much. Uh, yeah, I think over the last few years, like we've prided ourselves on our T20. Um, obviously, we won the Murgatroyd, well, when it was called the Murgatroyd in 2019. Um, yeah. But kind of in the years leading up to that and since that, we've prided ourselves on our T20 cricket. Um, obviously, when you've got boys like Leesky and Wally just sending it to all parts, makes it a little bit easier. But um, yeah, we've we've fancied ourselves the last few years. Got beat by Cartland in the final last year, um, where we just didn't get enough runs. But um, now we were we were pretty confident going into going into this weekend. If if you know the batters could fire, but especially with the ball, like we've got a lot of a lot of bowlers with good death skills and stuff. So now we were confident going into that. Um, but obviously the big one was that semi-final against Heretz, like they're their class side. Um so you know it was kinda see in, in these games it's almost like a bat off to be honest. Yeah. Like they've got so many good batters, we've got so many good batters. Um and it just takes one of them boys to have a day out and you could literally, especially in twenty over game, you know, you could be on the losing side, but uh, luckily for us Leesky Leesky went off. In both games, um, and we, to be honest, we bowled and fielded really well. Which, there's, to be honest, there's not been many games where we've put all all three together. But on Saturday, we were we were on Sunday, sorry, we were pretty good in all three departments. I suppose to to topple a team like Heriots, you kind of have to. You probably can't afford to let one side of it slip because they're pretty they're so stacked. I mean, you guys have got a lot of talent as well, but. I think it's, there's a yeah. reason that they've been winning yeah, we, the EPL. Yeah, we lost to them in the league game at Fort Hill in a in a. Well, I think we got three fifty, and they chased it. Yeah, and that was like they batted really well. Like all credit to them, but we dropped. Well, I dropped two pretty <laughs> valuable catches, which cost us. Um, and that was literally the difference between the sides, like because Wally. Wally got like 110 or something off about 20 balls, but when he gave a chance, they took it. And yeah, unfortunately, Sheen batted out his skin that day, but we didn't quite take our chances there. Um, and the difference is in the quarterfinal of Scottish Cup when we played them, and then on that game, um, on Sunday there, we took our chances in the field, which is massive for us. Because as you say, with these players, if if you give them a chance, they just kill you. Like you've got no chance. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it must use it. You, I suppose they've had the better in the league, but you, you've now knocked them out a couple of times in the cup competitions. So I suppose that'll ease the sting of the league defeat. Yeah, the league, the leagues have, like, that's definitely the hardest thing to win the league. Um, especially this year, the league was, the league I thought was a lot better than last year. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, it was a little bit guilty of there being a bit of a gulf between the top four and the rest. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this year was really there's a lot of dangerous players in in sort of the bottom half teams. Yeah. Even our both when they hadn't won a game, if Vian got 150, like that's you're in big trouble. Obviously, Watsonians with boys like Hares, um, and Christophen had a really good first half of the year as well. So the league in general is a lot tighter. Um, 
But yeah, just, it was good to on Sunday for like T twenties. I'd say that's where we back ourselves. Um, so no, it was good to get that one over the line. Um, I was a bit, I was a bit nervous batting next. You know <laughs> when you sort of need twenty off twenty six and stuff with their bowling attack as well, which their bowling attack at full strength is like a county attack to be honest. Um, yeah. But no, glad to get over the line on Sunday. That was good. Yeah, and then obviously you put up a a decent total batting first in the final. Um, Fergus Lee got off to a very quick start as well um, with Stafford hitting it kind of everywhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, everywhere I guess there everywhere. was quite a relief when, when Scott Cameron was able to, to prize him out. Um, I'd See what, like, start, yeah, Stafford was whacking it and I was in the back of my head we were a bit guilty of just bowling sort of length and he was whacking it in the back of my head I was just hoping Scott was going to try and hit him in the head yeah because I thought that's how we get him out but to be honest I've got it like I wasn't really overly concerned because like where we've been really really good is through the middle mm-hmm. like keeping it really tight and I thought if, like on that wicket was spinning as well so, like, with Leesky, myself, and Jack, the overseas, like, I thought we'd be able to claw it back even if teams do get off to a really good start. Yeah. Um, but luckily, we saw when we went bang, bang, Scotty also got Stafford and then Riyad, the big wicket, because Riyad's a really good player, and he was the one who sort of, he'll bat through for them, and they'll yeah. bat around them. He was the big wicket, um, getting them like that first ball was obviously really handy. Um. But you even seen towards the end, like they were again such a dangerous team. Well, like a dog far coming down the order, like whacking it. Um, yeah. But as I say, it was just once you get a couple of wickets and that rate starts to go up, feel a little bit more comfortable than when Stafford's in every single ball for four. Yeah, yeah, because I you did a fantastic job through the middle, as you say, sort of turning that screw and and keeping it tight. Um yourself and Fergus Duncan bowled pretty well as well. Um in I can't believe I didn't two. mention him. Oh, I should have mentioned he's <laughs> what a guy he is. Oh <laughs> honestly what a man. The we call him uh, do you remember the the uh, bowler down in England, Jeremy Snape? Ah, uh, the moon ball. He used to bowl the moon ball, uh, that's what he gets called. When Fergus <laughs> comes on the ball, it's not Fergus, it's every other name you could think of. <laughs> uh, but a guy like uh, the forfeiture legend Ted Walker, you know, get it above the eye line, make it difficult for them. The complete <laughs> polar opposite to myself, but very effective. Yeah, and it was it was very effective on Sunday in the final, wasn't it? Yeah. A couple of effective big celebrations. Pies is what you're saying. Well. well, that's all you need to do sometimes, isn't it? Oh, that's, that's <laughs> all you ever do, Andrew. That's all right. <laughs> Yeah, mine's not you, always. You feel a ball about the same pace, I can just get up, you know, above the eye line. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you're talking about there, even though they were whacking it about, you still had a bit of confidence. I suppose the fact that, you know, you've had two tournament victories in the last two, well, one wasn't completed, I think, from COVID. Yeah. Um, so, and then run it up to Carlton. So, I mean, you guys have got a lot of history. In, or certainly in recent times, you've had a lot of success, and I guess that must help um, these kind of things. I mean, how, as a club, do you, even though you've, as a team, had the success, guys like Wally and Leesky, how do they 
share their experience with you guys? Having heads like that around really help in these situations? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like with our team now, I don't know what the average age is, but it can't be far above 23 or 24. Like when it full, because Leesky and Wally are the only players above 30. Yeah. And I think Glenn Carnegie would be the next oldest at 27. And then everybody else is 25 and below. Um, and obviously, like a couple of boys, Fergus, Jack's only 20, Fergus is only 19. Um, like, we've all kind of grown up together, a lot of us, myself, Calm Garden, Rory Johnson, Scott Cameron. And we've grown up, luckily, with players like Wally, who who have just like been help, so helpful with us with that kind of thing. And I think once you win something once, once you've been there and done it, it gives you a lot more confidence when you're in that position again. Yeah. Um, like come like we'll come on to like Sunday where that's a bit different because we've not been there before. That's like as a group, that's some, something we've not done before. Whereas with the 2020, when you've been there and done it, you you know you get a lot of valuable experience out of winning things. Yeah. Um, so I guess before we speak about Sunday, you've got a big decision to make for us. So we are between two players for our player of the week this week, and they're both your teammates. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you're going to go. which one's player of the week. And for the listeners' benefit, we're not just springing this on Jack. We have okayed him that he's going to make this decision. Although he doesn't know who it is. He doesn't know who it I is. I don't know who it is. That's the only part that worries me. <laughs> and I've got an idea as to who one of them is. Yeah, right. So one of them was kind of big performances on Sunday and one, I think, was strong across the whole weekend. Um, so your Sunday performer, Michael Leesk, with his 61 off 39 in the semi-final and 87 off 52 in the final. Um, and then the other player uh, for his 80 not out on Saturday off 64 balls against Carlton uh, and then three for 29 off three in the final and those huge wickets off consecutive balls uh, was Scott Cameron. Um, so my vote was for Scott. Callum's vote was for Leesky. Um, no offense, Scott. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to break the tie, Jack. So, <laughs> so you've given me the choice between the person I sit next to in the changing room and my captain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who actually sits on the other side of me in the changing room. <laughs> so that's a tough one. Uh, Honestly, that's tough. Leesky was amazing on Sunday, like really good, big occasion. Like that's just a bit of him. Yeah. Um, when there's a bit of a crowd, people getting into him, like he really stands up. But Scott will make like he won't be around the bush about it. He's struggled a bit with the bat this year, and the way he batted on Saturday was like what he can do everybody knows he can do that yeah and it was brilliant to see him do that he almost scored he was three runs short of scoring his total league runs for the season in one innings 
Jeez, I hadn't. I, I I had seen he'd been in a bit of a rough patch, but I didn't quite realise it was as rough as that. Yeah, yeah. So and because Michael Lee doesn't pick if I bowl and wear a bat, I'm going to need to go with Scott Cameron, <laughs> Player of the Week. Oh, this is rigged. I'm not having this. Because <laughs> that's uh, just because yeah, he's cause... gone with the one that I chose, another one that you chose. So yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> he has he has already mentioned, you know spreading bowling workloads on Saturday to because there's half of us are carrying injuries and he, I'm one of them and he sort of mentioned you might not bowl your 10 on Saturday but I'm I want to finish number one bowler in the APL so I'm kind of you want your I think Saturday morning I'll be running about showing him that there's nothing wrong with me trying <laughs> to get my 10 overs in but hopefully picking him as player of the week I'll get my 10 overs <laughs> so let's go stop down there and he oh, batted God. well as well. And yeah, yeah and bowling wise, he bowled really well as well. To be fair, he bowled well on Saturday as well, actually, at Carlton. Got some yeah. good starts. Yeah. We'll go with Scott Cameron. And Michael Leask wasn't playing Saturday, and he's not playing this Saturday either. So. <laughs> Let's go with Scott. Just well like that. <laughs> You're gutted. <laughs> nah, nah. Scott, no, I, I said that where we'd had a chat before. I sort of said, well, if we go for Scott, I'm happy with that still as well. So, no. Um, Two yeah. very strong performances. Um, yeah. So on to this weekend then. Um, it's Scottish Cup final weekend and you're up against Ayr. Um, aside, you'll not have seen... What have you seen of them, I guess? Because um, you've not faced them. Um, but what do you know no. about them? Uh well, remember before I mentioned I'm a bit of a nuffy, I probably know a lot more than <laughs> people would think. Uh, now, luckily, I've played played a bit of cricket with a few other players. Um, Mikey English, I've played a, a fair bit of 18 cricket with. Um, he's a really good player. Um, probably unlucky to never to never have an opportunity in the full team, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. He's a really good player. Um, Hamza to here again, same thing. Performance Academy A team stuff, the wizard, he's he's a top top bowler. Um and then a bit of junior cricket with a few of them. Mike Miller, the wicketkeeper, Neil Flack bats number three, bowls a bit. So there's four other players and then just and then luckily just got a few spies, just find out a thing or two. Lewis James obviously grew up at Pollock all his days, so he's played against them a fair bit, so Yes, kind of know a bit more about them than I should. But to be honest, I don't. I actually really like. Unluckily, in the last few years of Scottish, we've not played a West team, and I yeah. love the idea of playing against somebody you know nothing about, mm. you no know preconceived ideas, and just concentrating yourself. And that's the way we're going to go about it. Just worry about us, take care of us, and it'll be fine. Because if you go, like, especially this year, as I mentioned before, with a lot of the teams you play, they've got really dangerous top-order batters, etc. If you worry about them, like, you're going to struggle. Like, on Saturday, we've got Watsonians. If I go, oh, God, I've got the boat all here. He's going to whack me, like, not much chance. If we just concentrate on what we do well, we'll be fine. Yeah. So that's definitely where we're going to go about it, but... It'll be a great occasion. Like there'll be a lot of players there. We've got a big bus going down. I've heard they've got two supporters buses going. Wow! So and obviously, Boisterous. 
<laughs> yeah, so it should be good. Um, like last Sunday was really good as well. Loads of fans there, and with the semi-final for Hill when we played Watsonians, there was about 150 or so there. And to be honest, just playing cricket in front of like more people and like getting a good day for it and stuff is just brilliant. It's just brilliant to play in. Um, so yeah, just really looking forward to it. To be honest. Not, yeah, I've honestly not thought that much about the game. Just thinking more about the sort of day it'll be like for the club taking everybody down there and I say playing in front of a lot of people and stuff. It should be a brilliant day. Hopefully the weather is decent as well. Yeah, and I think what you're saying about worrying about yourself is completely fair as well. Like the relative is you guys have got a packed, talented squad. You know, and I've got good players as well, but. I don't. I wouldn't suggest that somebody you guys need to be going and fearing. Like, um, no. It's, I still maintain that the East's a better standard of cricket than the West. So, um, just on the whole, and I you think guys a lot doing... of people will go along with that. I think the wickets and stuff have got a lot to do with that as well, though. And there's a lot, there is a lot of talented players there, um, and like West, they'll have sort of era have like a lot of. A lot of dangerous players as well, but I think a lot to do with the standards, a lot to do with the wickets. To be honest, yeah, it's a lot wetter through there. So, of, yeah. I can't think of many wickets I'd like to bat on through there. Maybe a couple, air being one of them. To be honest, but up here you sort of, you there's a quite a few. You know, our place, Grange, Heriots, yeah, pretty good wickets. Yeah, I think Aberdeen's getting a bit better, but. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, think that's a lot to do with the standard. But as I say, if we if we just concentrate on ourselves and, and most of all just enjoy it, just enjoy the occasion, enjoy like we've done all year to be honest, just having a laugh. Like at the end of the day, we're just a living mates who just go out and have a laugh and then go to the pub after. Like there's yeah. not there's no there's nothing like there's no special coaching like me and Dino are the coaches of the club this year. Like, there's no belts and whistles. It's just boys enjoying it, having a laugh, going out for food, going on nights out, and then playing good cricket together. So, yeah, that is still club cricket at the end of the day, and it's yeah, absolutely. it's what it's all about, isn't it? Absolutely. So, yeah, so we're just going to enjoy it, and if we if we play, if we can put together what like the three things we've spoke about, then will be absolutely fine. But now nah, really looking forward to it to be honest. Good. Good. Excellent. Well no. Obviously we're sending our support, you know. You guys are representing our area. So we're cheering you on. Um, absolutely. Yeah, so so there's a few of us have won the under fifteen Scottish Cup and the under eighteen Scottish Cup. So this is the the grand final of the three. Yeah. So <laughs> that would be good to have in the locker all three of them. So um, but it's the Scottish Cup, to be honest, since I sort of got into the first team, has been something we always spoke about getting to wanting to do well in the Scottish Cup. And so we've always just got to that quarter final hurdle and had the shootout against a Grange or a Heritage and fallen at that fence. And we've got past that this year. So hopefully, you know, we can, we can capitalize on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, as Callum said, we. Wish you all the best, and we hope you you bring the trophy back up the road with you um, on that Sunday. Would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. That'll be a quiet bus journey home if we bring that cup back. <laughs> the poor Witherspoons near the ground. You can. You'll be down there 
Drinking <laughs> pints out of it. <laughs> oh. oh, honestly. That's been, as I say, not I've not thought all that much about the game. It's just more about like the occasion, like what it could be like after. <laughs> We've got like a few of my mates and a few mates of a few of the boys who come and watch every single game, home and away. And like just for them, like it would be brilliant to to get the job done. Like because on Sunday, like after winning that, coming back off the pitch and then seeing all them, like how happy they are for you. They yeah. don't play cricket. They've got they knew nothing about cricket until coming to watch us play. And they travel all over Scotland to watch us and see how happy they are for us to win. Like that's the motivation. Them and the old boys at the club who again watch every game, travel to every game, like that's yeah. like that's the motivation. Like how, how what it would be how good they'll feel for it. Um, and what we could do for them, so maybe and on the, the flight to Malaga play. for some T10 cricket at the start of next year. <laughs> well, we actually, we actually forgot about that part of it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, you better qualify know. for the grand final, seeing as Carlton let us down. So you know, no pressure. Yeah, happen, <laughs> we just, I don't know. And then on Saturday we played Carlton. I spoke to. Hugo Southwell, and he's talking about Malaga and stuff, and I was thinking, what is he going on about? And then it clicked. If we win the T20, you get to go there. So so that's, you know, I've told Jack that he needs to stay because he needs to come on the holiday in Malaga. So <laughs> hopefully he'll be sticking around until next year. That would be good. <laughs> oh, cool. Excellent. No, good. As, yep. Just that, right. We wish you all the luck. And, uh, I'm sure it'll be a party atmosphere um, at the ground in the bus and probably in the bar once you get back home if you win. So, um, fingers crossed. And, well, uh, Monday's an English bank holiday and I work for an English company, so there's always that. Eh? <laughs> God, that. Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't sell yourself as an alcoholic or anything, Jack. It's all right. <laughs> nah, I, don't, I don't actually drink, you know. I just a couple of waters for me, just enjoy the atmosphere. Aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, oh, you want to give me beer <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say as you're drinking out of a tenant's glass <laughs> oh, yeah dead giveaway <laughs> that'll be a soul from Port Hill at some stage I'd imagine brilliant that's it admitting yeah. to petty crime now as well so <laughs> yeah, I need that's to stop sad. talking not too much <laughs> Yeah. Right. Well, on that note, yeah. Um, Before you incriminate yourself any further, <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for joining us, Jack. Um, really appreciate you you taking the time to have a chat with us. Um, and yeah, all the best on Sunday. Um, and we hope you come home with a victory. Yeah. Cheers, Jack. Perfect. Thank you very much, lads. Cheers. And cheers again to Jack for joining us. And basically, what we've had is a situation where Jack has completely ignored what actually took place on the field and is just looking after his own bowling i can get on board with that but i mean what's your excuse because you're not getting a ball <laughs> i just thought it was a more critical performance over the weekend fair enough <laughs> so yes yeah, so oh, of the week scott cameron yeah of force um yeah no it was a it was a good weekend i'm not i'm i'm just, you know, in jest. Um, 
Probably good to see him find some form with the bat um, because he's a very capable player. Um, but I mean, he bowled uh, me for a duck, so I'm, uh, clearly I've helped his career as well. Yeah. So. I've never been unfortunate enough to face him. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was a jaff. So yeah. Even he admitted that. So, you know, <laughs> I'm at least going with that. But, um, aye. So, so anyway. that's all that we've got time for on this episode this week, yeah? No, no, no. Just... <laughs> I've had to listen to you for weeks. <laughs> so let's get on to the prediction. <sighs> Those who follow us on Twitter will have already seen the prediction. Ah, it's all. funny how they came out quickly on Twitter this week, Callum, wasn't it? They came out quickly last time. Uh, I did they know. We just decided at the end of the season we're going to start putting them out. You know, more, uh, more viewer engagement is what we're going to yeah, do. Okay. So. But the fact that I got a clean sweep, I think that might be the first seven. Um. <laughs> So, to me, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, there were five easy easy picks, and then one that could have gone either way. No, and I went the wrong way. Ah, six. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. don't know if you yeah, can yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah. I found them okay. all really easy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Callum got the one we went different, right? Um, yeah. Perth took it v Fruki was the only result that we swayed on. Just for well, I was going to say just for those who haven't followed, but we've already done the results. So we have. Yeah. If you so didn't ignore us at the start, then. <laughs> Yeah, if uh, you don't know what the results are, go back to the start of the episode uh, and yeah. find out. <laughs> so, what does that do to the score on the doors? I don't care what that does to the scores. Oh, oh. Yeah, so you stretch that lead out to two points again with one week to play. So, uh, 78 plays 76. I feel a bit like you're saying Bolt easing up just before the finish line now. I'm yeah. Just coasting. We'll see what happens this week. Be an interesting one. Well, should we go on to this week then? Yeah, let's go on to this week and we'll see what are the predictions. Um, we've done our usual. We've no prep this, Andrew. But it's yeah. Okay. We'll do that on air. Don't Joker, I mean, you'll know where I'm going with mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you already yeah. said that, actually. Yeah, I mean... Right, so Callum gave his predictions first this week and he went from Eagle to beat Dundee High, Ducat to beat Forfisher 2s, Fruki to beat Arbroath, Aberdeenshire to beat Stonywood Dice, Huntley to beat Gordonians, and Strathmore to beat Kenloch. I, well, I mean, I need to make up two points, at least. I was going to say, you've only allowed yourself a draw here. Yeah, but I didn't have any options to do any better than that, so. <laughs> so I've gone for Forfisher 2s to beat Perthuket. I believe that Forfisher 2s should be fairly strong this weekend, so I've been told. So there's a chance there. Um, and I've gone for Kinloch to beat Strathmore in the lock in the yeah the Lockside Lockside Derby. Yeah, I was going to say Lachlan's, but that's our bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop myself halfway through. Anyway, the four for Derby. Um, and to be fair, that was one that you picked Strathmore first, but the fact that Brits is away. Um, yeah, I can see. Kinloch. And to be fair, you and I were having when we were sort of off air, we were having a chance about last week about the permutations of what could happen, and we did look at that game and say that of the games that are left, if Forfarshire Twos are putting out a fairly strong team, yeah, they've got the capabilities of defeating Ducat. Um, but I just said that is probably the most fifty-fifty. Yeah, I, I mean, would, I the table agree. would suggest that it's the most fifty-fifty. Yeah, like, um, right next to each other, and the. Strathmore only just came out victorious against them last time. Yeah. So, uh, definitely be a tight game. Um, but I can't lose to you. 
So, I mean, that's good. Well, we'll just have to work something out if we end up level. And under and over on the playoff score or something like that. You can't get to the end of the year and like not and have a tie. You can't. Anyway, Joker time. It's my my just changing the format of the thing entirely. Well, no, you've got to have some way to break the tie, don't yeah. you? You'd get onto the competitions committee, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go for the slam dunk and take Meagle to beat Dundee High School. Thank you. Cool. Well, I'll go for what should then be the next slam dunk, and I'll take Aberdeenshaw <laughs> against Stonywood Dice. So, no, oh, ex- Mr. Davidson, I'll not be happy with you. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that we, I mean, we had to go and dig out the Sony Dice graphic just for when they played Dundee High, so yeah. uh, it's <laughs> it fine. We don't even have Dundee High graphics, so. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right, well, that and brings us to the end. And <laughs> that brings us to the end. I have saved the image, but. Um, oh, there we go. There Look, we go. there's the Jokers are on screen for you guys that are watching on YouTube as well. So you can see the visual exactly. representation. So, what happens next week, Andrew, is that you're going to be crying on YouTube. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Just, you'll just have this look yeah. about you, and it's like. Anyway, yeah. You've clawed it back, though. I right? did. I mean, I, I was dead and buried at halfway. And your your backside was going as we got towards the last few weeks. Like, I mean, you were worried. <laughs> I just... I kept back on the wrong horse, clearly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's been quite good. Um, but, yes, we will see how this weekend goes um, for everybody. Most clubs, this will be the last game of the season. Yeah. Um, obviously, we will know for definite who the winners of the NECR, uh, who will then go on to face the ESCA Championship winners in the yep. playoff the week after. We have the Scottish Cup coming up. Do they still do a playoff between the East and the West winners? I can't remember. Yeah, the grand final. There is a grand yeah, final. Yeah, there is. Still. Yeah. Um, so that's the same day as the play- or same weekend as the playoff. I can't remember if they play it on a different day. So that's still to come, but we really are coming to a close in the season. Yeah, we have got another interview lined up for next week, so um, some would say we've got a big fish. Um, There's a reference for you, those who know, know. Um, But yeah. um, How do we bat a mate on an interview? (laughs) (laughs) There's a more obvious giveaway. What? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, uh, reach us out. Reach out to us on Twitter at DibDobPod. Um, please do subscribe on YouTube, uh, like, share on your own social medias and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's been a pleasure speaking to you again, as we do every week. Um, thanks again to Jack for for the interview on this episode. It sounded a bit for- formal, like we're closing it out for the season. There, uh, we've got what two more probably. Two more. There's uh, a World yeah. Cup around the corner as well. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll try and do something for that. We'll see what... Maybe speak to some other podcasters for that, actually. That's just a thought. I don't know. I just hope to be awake by that point. I'm like, <laughs> so tired. Five o'clock in the morning starts for those games. It's early doors. I've only finished work about three hours before I <laughs> <laughs> this week. Anyway, uh, that's okay. us wrapping this up. Yep. Thank you very much for, for watching, for listening, um, however you consume our podcast. Um, and we'll speak to you again next week. Bye, everyone. <laughs>